You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Never did I think I would be jealous of a picture of a wheel of cheese. <laughs> I, I have I never seen would, you this jealous in my life. I wasn't jealous. I'm just surprised. Oh, you were jealous. No. You were. There was jealousy that coming out not, of your ears. It is not jealousy. I'm more mad. It was this envy. Is, this is what you post. Maybe a little envy, but this is what you post that gets all this attention. But yet your other posts, like why can't you do that for stuff for the show? Like, why can't you make that happen instead? Oh, wait. Are you kidding me? You're turning this on stuff just because nothing you have ever posted ever has even come close to the amount of likes that my cheese got. How many is it? 260. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Um, we've got a lot of stuff we're going to get to today. I'm going going to address this wheel of cheese thing here at, at oh, some wow, point. Oh, wow, Greg, you're so brave. I <laughs> We need to talk about this. Because we do, because I'm tired of you lumping everything in. Like, you're taking like everything that you're mad at me about and putting it into this this wheel of cheese. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. That's all it is. Oh no! Okay. I want to know how you can how you made this happen. I'm I'm envious. Uh, so we're gonna get into that though here in just a minute. Um, on, on top of that, so we weird. have also a big announcement to make today. We sure do. Which is so cool, and I'm just gonna say what it is because we're not opening it up quite yet. But today we are announcing. The next Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament. So we're doing four of these this summer. We already did the first one with Worthy and Elysian Brewing. The second one is going to be taking place June 26th. June 26th. So not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. So the Sunday after Father's Day, if you will. <laughs> I bet people can figure that part that out on the calendar. That is how time works. Well, if Let you want to do it, you. yeah, if you want to explain it, go piece by piece. Uh, we can do it that way. June 26th at the Landmark Saloon. Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament number two oh for the Brewers gosh. Cup. I'm so excited and because I didn't feel like I got the full experience last time since I, you know, was stricken down with my Oh yeah, my, that's right. You were illness. sick last time. Yeah, I had to leave. Like, it sucked because I've been looking forward to it for so long. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't feel so well. Yeah. That's when I got the strep throat. Oof. Yeah, that's gross. Don't do that again. I Thank so, you. Thank you for calling me gross. So, you make this, me tournament, feel good. this tournament is going to be sponsored by BTU Brewing, which is right here out of Portland, Oregon. Right here in Portland, Oregon. And... Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. Which I am such a fan of. If you know me, you know I'm a big cider fan. And so I'm super duper excited for this. We are very excited to have both of them on. So BTU Brewing and Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. They're the co-sponsors for this tournament on June 26th at the Landmark Saloon. So we're going to announce the URL you can go to to sign up here in just a little bit. We'll talk more about the tournament. And it's going to be really Really awesome. So Basically, it's the Cornell tournament to number two. So that we can play the sounder again. Well, yeah, we're going to play the sounder. Well, yeah, the sounder is like the coolest thing in the world. That's what I'm, you don't have to tell them that. Oh. We know that. You don't have to tell them that. that just we just want an excuse to play the sounder. We want to be honest. Yes, we want an excuse to play the sounder. So we're going to yeah. announce the URL here at some point on this show. We'll play the sounder, and then we'll say where it is you can go to sign up. It's it. We really, really have a lot of fun at these things. If you went to the last one, you know how much fun it is, and it's open for everybody to come back again. And so. let me just tell you, uh, I have put together... Well, I'm putting together the the rundown sheet of what we're going to be doing, and our friend Jason might be constructing something that's going to be a side event for the cornhole tournament. Okay, he All is. Right. It is going. It's amazing. I can't even say what it is, but I'm saying I've seen the progress, and it's incredible. Okay. All right. That's a guarantee. I'm not even going to tell that you. That is he, a guarantee. He isn't even sending you what it is. He's he's sending it to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a, it's a thing that's going to that's being built that is going to be there. Well, registration will open up at some point during this show, so we'll talk more about it then. Um, all right, let's just to get this out of the way. I don't want the whole focus of the show to be your wheel of cheese, but we do need an it update. It seems like if 260 people have liked my wheel of cheese, that seems like that's probably something that we need to talk about. With them, that's what you do. You dictate popularity. Like, all right, I'm sorry if somebody you know if you get like one like on one of your posts about like what beanie should I wear today? And I don't I post, post the, that I'm. That I do I'm not eating a post. delicious wheel of cheese and people. Okay, number one, never have I posted, what beanie should I wear today? A, I would call it a stocking cap, but I would not post that anyway. No, let's let's explain your wheel of cheese. So this was uh, our wonderful listener, Jeffrey, who came in here on Friday, brought Sarah a two-pound 
wheel of brie cheese. Was it two pounds or was it more than two? Oh, it was two pounds. Two pounds. And you don't need to, it's huge. It's, it's, it's like a foot across, basically. Oh, it's, it's like, gigantic. Yeah, it's it's big. It's a big wheel of cheese, and I was very, very excited because I know that shit ain't cheap, and that's really <laughs> – and I love it, and, like, I, I'm respecting my wheel of cheese. And so I get, so I got this, and I – and every time on – if you're on the Facebook, I don't know whatever age you are. It might not be relevant to you anymore because I hear that the, the younger kids are not doing the Facebook anymore. They're Snapchatting their cheese. Oh, my That's gosh. what they do. Yes. So I see all these life events, you know, people are always, so what you can do on Facebook is like put a little like flag thing. It's like someone's like got engaged to, you know. Like for life events? Yeah, like Jimmy Dean. Like it's a it's a life event. I think most people know how Facebook works. I think probably. Some people don't. Some people just don't. Just laying it out. Okay. Especially that's kind of a newer thing that people, that a newer thing that you can put on there. Okay. So I'm just like, you know, and they're like, get engaged or, you know, had a baby, do whatever. And I'm just like, wow. And I got home with my two pound wheel of cheese. I'm like, this is just impressive. I'm like, you know what? As I cut myself my first slice of uh, from my wheel of cheese, cut I'm like, into your cheese there. I was like, this is a life event. This is going <laughs> to happen. So I sure as shit went onto Facebook and created a life event on the afternoon of June 10th that says, uh, began eating a giant wheel of cheese. <laughs> that is my life event. That's where I'm at at 35. And to, That's where I'm at with my life events. Well, to this point, <laughs> you have 260 likes on Facebook for that for that life event that you have started there. 260. Which when likes. I posted it, I really didn't like. See, that's why I, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Because when I posted it, I didn't think anyone would find it funny. I'm just like, <laughs> I think I thought people would think it was sad. <laughs> well, kind of, maybe that's why they're liking it. <laughs> like, that's oh, because no, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm like, okay, this is probably going to make people really uncomfortable because they're just like, oh, look at her. I just had a baby and she's excited about her wheel of cheese. <laughs> I honestly didn't think that it would be that popular. No, it is. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yes, 260 likes on your wheel of cheese. So congratulations, Sarah. So what's the update? How far How far I, down are you on your cheese? So let me tell you, I did work yesterday. I'm a bartender. And um, <laughs> this is also something funny that I love. The fact that you bring this wheel of cheese with you everywhere. You it don't is love like it. your you baby. You make fun of me. Because yes. Because I don't I want to. Make... Everybody loves Brie. You know what? Unless you're lactose intolerant. Even lactose intolerant people. I met a young man named Mark yesterday who wanted to have some of my Brie, but he can't because he's lactose intolerant. So he just wanted to see everybody else enjoy it. Brie is a friend of everybody. Brie is delicious. So I brought these amazing seven grain crackers. And sure as shit, when I was bartending, I did indeed bring my wheel of cheese. And I cut up little pieces of the cheese. And and I did give people snacks. Because everyone likes a good afternoon, you know, fresh, soft brie and, and healthy cracker snack. You handed out snacks. I did. That's uh, just from your wheel of cheese that you've been hauling around with you everywhere you go. Well, it's like almost, it's a celebrity. <laughs> like I so it, like I, I literally had someone come up to me yesterday and they're like, "Hey, Sarah, like how are you doing?" I'm just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. "Like so did you? So how's the wheel of cheese?" I'm like, "Oh, it's it's good. I have it here. Did you want to see it? Did and you everyone want to see wants the wheel of to cheese? see it. Everybody wants to see the wheel of cheese. <laughs> so I'll bring it out and then everyone just goes, "Oh, that's really big." I'm like, "It is." And then I offer them some. They say yes because it's brie. Yes. And then we share some brie. We we break brie together. Uh huh. And then they go on their way. You're the crazy brie lady. That's what it is. You're the one. You're the lady. Like, oh, no, there's Sarah. No, she'll have some cheese on her. If you're I really hungry. don't think my boss was that stoked about it yesterday. That you were handing out cheese? Yeah, behind the bar? Well, no, I wasn't handing out cheese. I was <laughs> eating it. And I had a couple of friends that were there that I was sharing. I mean, it's like, you know, the place I work, it's a community. And so if I have something, I'd like to share it with other people. Uh-huh. And every, nobody said no. Yeah. Nobody said no. Right. So I do. So... Uh, at this point, my wheel of cheese is about, I would say it's like Pac-Man with his mouth really, really wide open. Oh, you've eaten that much? Yeah, it's probably like- Oh, that's a lot of cheese. I haven't eaten all that so much. you ate about I've a third it, of it? I will say I've shared my cheese with probably about 15 different people. I've shared my cheese with him. <laughs> so it's not just mine. So it's a, So you've eaten about a third of it. About a third gone. Sarah's, a Sarah's bit holding more than her it. hands up I'm just, to form I'm the Pac-Man to mouth to try to understand exactly how yeah, much. Yeah, it's Pac-Man if he's yelling a little bit louder. Yeah, okay. so it's probably like a little less than... Now, how long do you expect it to last? Oh, boy, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough call, huh? Yeah. I mean, where do I bring it? Where do I not bring it? I have to make sure there's proper refrigeration wherever I bring it. I mean, I brought it, I brought it to one of my friend's houses this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you do. Right, you bring cheese bring over. Bring over your wheel of cheese and people, again, enjoyed it. <laughs> 
and then I tape it back up. What's and that then... in your purse there? Oh, this. Oh, it's my wheel of cheese. <laughs> actually, no big deal. But uh, yeah, if you want to try some. Oh my God! Nipples in the chat said, "If you marry the wheel of cheese, you can make it sign a up. Okay, that's the end of that. That was oh, wow, that was that awful. Was amazing. That was terrible. Yes, I would share okay. my cheese with him. All right. Well, anyway, there we go. That's that's what's going on. I'm glad. I'm happy you have your wheel no. of cheese. Right, I'm so happy Greg, for you. Okay, but getting back I'm, to the Facebook posting thing in general, Greg always gets mad at me when I post stupid things on Facebook and it gets like a bunch of likes. I do not get mad at you. What well, are you, you talking about? about the cheese. Well, if I post something stupid, you're like, why do you get all those likes on, the, on your stupid posts? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I want you to because use like that power for us. Myself. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Start posting. I guess cheese posts. That's what we have to do. So now I can do that. You post about cheese all the time. Just tag a Fun Employment Radio in there. No, because I can never like post about the life event cheese. That's a one. That's a one. That and was done. a one thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a one and done. No, you can't milk yeah. that. Like that's done. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't ever top that. Right. It's just. <laughs> It's just there forever. Yeah. Well, that was my go. one life event I chose, and I feel 100% <laughs> confident in it. All right. Well, good for you. Thank good for you. you. I am happy for you and your cheese. That is the most important thing. I will share some of my cheese with you if you'd like. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm it doesn't right. expire until like next month. Well, when you keep hauling it around in your purse. I I'm think not it's hauling it around to... in my purse. I just transfer it from my purse to the nearest refrigeration unit. <laughs> it was in a refrigerator all day. Unless I was giving people delicious brie snacks yesterday. You just show up. Sorry, I can't talk. Where's your fridge? Where's your fridge? I got. Mm, I have to get. I'm sorry. Got, got to get this down there. I have to get. Got to get this. I have in to the get fridge. my baby in the fridge. Mm. My baby. Did you name it? No. Well, yeah, it's El Presidente. <laughs> well, because it's President Brie. That's what it's called. All right. Mm. Well, that's enough. Okay, that's is that enough cheese talk? Will we get 260 cheese likes for talk. that? Oh, actually, you've got more now. It looks like somebody else liked it too. Oh um, boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been our friend who just made the bring up pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is a, that is good news for you. I mean, I have to admit, I'm a little bit tired today, and it's because I've I did not sleep well last night. So I apologize for. Uh oh. I'm, I'm a little tired. A little groggy. I'm a little groggy. A little bit a, of a foggy. Yes, noggin. I know. I knew you were going to mm-hmm. say that. No, I do because. I'm having my strange dreams again, and last night's was just really kind of disturbing, and it really it, I woke me up several times during the night, and it, it wasn't like a terrifying dream. It was just unnerving, like okay. just one of those things where I'm like, I don't, I don't like this, but yet every time I fall back asleep, I would go right back into the same dream. Oh, it almost makes me want to tell you about my dream, but I think my dream is too much. I don't think you'd be able to handle it. Probably not. You no. have creepy. Dreams I have really creepy dreams. Body parts and things. Yeah, I don't like your dreams. Yeah, I do have one. You have dream. murder dreams. Is what you're doing. Mm, not necessarily. Last night I had a really creepy dream. Okay, I don't want to hear about okay. it. Okay, I'm just telling you, I don't want to know about it. It's just like body parts made up of other body parts. That's gross. No, it was. No. Yeah. No, I don't need to know about it that. Pretty, now that you're saying that, terrible. now that's gonna mess up my <laughs> night tonight even more. So I really need sleep tonight. I don't need that in my head. Um. <laughs> No, the dream, though, it was, you know, we've been talking about this on the show, where I have these just strange dreams. I don't know how to interpret them. I don't know what it means. And last night was this. I um, I found myself in a van, okay? And so it was a big white van. Was it down by the river? No, it was not down by the river mm. with no uh, no windows. That like was one of those so windowless hacky. I, just vans. I can't stop myself. Yeah, I know. I know. It's really full of hacky jokes he, I, today. It, don't know, it threw me off with the brain up. That was really yeah, that funny. Was, that was That's the level of humor I'm finding funny today, which is what it, it's affecting explains, me. Explains a lot. <laughs> really explains a lot about you right there. Um, so so I, I in this dream, like I, I found myself in this van, you know, in a big white van. Big, huge, like, industrial kind of van. So it's, uh, you know, no seats in the back, just two seats up front. And I was in the passenger seat. And the person driving was this older white guy, gray hair, and he was driving. And and I, I remember because I, like, woke up in the van. Like, in my dream, I, like, woke up in the van because I didn't really remember getting into the van. Wait, were you... Were you like a child in the dream? Were you no, kidnapped? No, I was my own. I was I, I was who I am now. You were a man. I was a man. But I woke up in the You're... pastor seat of this van. Okay. And this old guy's driving it. And, and you know, I kind of like come to in my dream and we're driving through like the countryside. And I'm like, hey, what's what's going on? And he's like, and, and the guy looked at me and he said, don't worry, I'm taking you somewhere. And... 
I was really confused. And this I was isn't like, like any sort of like terrible repressed memory, right? No, I don't think. Like, not to never... my knowledge. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the thing is, I wasn't like scared. That's the thing. It wasn't wasn't like a, it was unnerving, but it wasn't like I didn't feel physically threatened or anything like that. Okay. And and this guy's this guy's driving, and you know, like I said, he wouldn't tell me where where we were going. He wouldn't tell me. And then uh, I was like, okay, well, what is your name? And he said, my name is Buker. 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 That was his name. And I was like, okay, well, so, and then I kept trying to get out of him where we're going. He's like, I can't tell you that, but I'm taking you somewhere. Well, we have. And then I said, can I get out? And he said, no, you can't get out. Okay. Was it like one of those things in, um, I can't remember the name of that movie with Angelina Jolie, where where instead of like the uh, buttons popping up to get out of the car, it was just like pointed, sharpened nails where you can't even. Well, no, there wasn't, there were no nails in it. Okay, so so you said you couldn't get out, but you probably could have gotten out if you used the handle. Well, no, but well, yeah, but he was driving like seventy miles an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, I couldn't really get out. I couldn't jump out. He never stopped, and then he would just look at me, and just every time I would ask, he would just be, "Don't worry, I'm taking you somewhere." Mm. And then that was it. And then that we just kept driving like that, and I kept trying to get more information out of him, and he would just tell me his name, and that was about it. And then he'd just look straight ahead, and then he wouldn't look at me anymore. And I would try to, I'd try to look in back, but it's like when I looked to the back of the van, I couldn't really see. It was just dark. So I didn't know what was back there. I don't know what was in the back of the van. Wait, I so that was it. your whole dream? You just woke up in a van and you were stuck in it? Yeah. And then we were, well, and then we were driving places, driving across the countryside, driving through cities, all never stopping, never slowing down. Weird. You and I have such different dreams. So I don't know what that, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> How many likes do you think this story would get on Facebook? Thanks, Rick. <laughs> um... <laughs> maybe it feels like maybe it feels like you're riding shotgun to something that you're not comfortable with I don't know yeah because he wouldn't tell me where I was going yeah so I don't know what it means I don't know what that means and who's maybe Buker? it means that somebody was leading you astray yeah I don't know I think that's it leading me astray no I don't know I mean like you know if you don't know where you're going but you're trapped okay that seems like a real deep, like philosophical. Wow! Yeah, look at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Well, anyway, that was the dream, so that's where it's at. I'm... And I didn't, and I didn't sleep well. well. That sucks. Yeah. So I kept waking up for this. Buker. Buker. Sounds like Bueller. No. Do you look like Ferris Bueller? No, I told you he was. He was an older guy. Oh well, maybe he was hair. an older version. He We're looked more older. like he, uh, he looked more, and he didn't look exactly like him. But to give a description of what he kind of looked like, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, okay. Like kind of like that. Okay. Not exactly, but that's more. That's more. Like, See, I would. I'm jealous of, of like. your dreams because mine are just scary all the time, and I'm always uh, running from something to something. Something's on fire. Something's flooding. I'm on a plane. A plane is crashing. A city's burning. Like all of my, those are all my dreams. It's, uh, and then when they're not that, they're super terrifying things, like the one I had last night. Or somebody's face was made entirely out of eyeballs. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it was the worst thing Why did you say that? I'm sorry. It was in my head. That is absolutely horrifying. I need to bleep that so that that doesn't get in people's heads. You don't just say things like that. (laughs) You don't just blurt out things along those lines. It was, yeah, it's scary. I would prefer to be in a white van riding around with someone. Says maybe Greg feels like a little boy who got lured into the van of life. I don't know. I don't know what it means. Why was I in the van? How did I get in the van? And where was he taking me? These are all questions that were not answered. Oh, man. And what was in the back of the van? I don't know. It was dark, though. I, I knew like I didn't want to look. Into an I didn't like want to. Yeah, I didn't like looking back there. Don't look into the Mostly abyss. looked straight ahead. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there it is. I don't know. I don't know what else there is to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just giving you the reason why I didn't sleep much last night. If somebody has an interpretation of that, I would love to hear it because <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I do want to say Greg has been extremely tolerant of me all weekend long because not only uh, about my constantly carrying around my wheel of cheese everywhere and talking about that, also because our friend Kelsey was in town. And Greg allowed me, so we've talked about this. Uh, I live in a teeny tiny apartment uh, in Southeast Portland, which basically is just room for me. I can't really have anybody over because it's pretty small. Yeah. And it's not really, it, it's not really meant for company. 
Well, no, it's mostly a storage place for clothes and shoes. It's my and storage unit. Strange, for my shoes. creepy knickknacks that you have. I, I love my creepy knickknacks. Yeah. So uh, when our, my friend was out of town, so Kelsey, we've had her on the show before. She's a flight attendant, and she flew into town for the day. And we had been talking because, like, years ago, we would be constantly obsessed with. You've heard us talk about it, and we've had him on the show with watching the room. Yes. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yes. Well, and Greg is also a dear friend of Kelsey's, and after much begging and pleading, he did, in fact, allow me to bring Kelsey and my wheel of cheese over to his house so that we could actually rewatch The Room again, because it's been years since I've watched it, which I still have my, I have my Tommy Wiseau signed copy, mm-hmm. and Greg was super excited about it. He tolerated it, though. He didn't say no. He let me do it, so thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Yes. What I don't think Greg was prepared for was that his roommate was there, and now I have accidentally on purpose made his roommate obsessed with the room yeah he is yeah. so obsessed with the because he's never seen it he had never heard of it and i'm like all right bud you have to see this and i'm like what are you doing you hanging out have you ever seen this have you heard about this okay you need to watch this with us and i didn't think that it was gonna take to like he was gonna take to it as quick as he did no, it's kind of right up his alley. Like, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Now, but yes, he is obsessed with it, and that is thanks to you. So now I'm sure I'm going to be hearing all about the room for the next oh, no. week. No, so he came and visited me at, at work yesterday, and he's just like, Sir, and he started giving me, he, has, he spent the entire day until he came uh, to see me at work researching Tommy Wiseau, the room, yeah. where Tommy Wiseau is from, what the room is based on, mm-hmm. blah, blah, like everything. And he's giving me all these facts, you know, all these things that I was obsessed with eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But he's a, I, I made a co- new convert. Yeah. So I'm sorry again for my wheel of cheese and for making your roommate obsessed with yes. the room. Yes, yeah. So mm-hmm. it looks like there's quite a few people who haven't seen the room. So the room, if you don't know, Tommy Wiseau, just look that up. It's the worst movie ever made. I mean, it is It is horrible. It is a just a bad Bad, badly made movie, and uh, it's it's kind of amazing for that reason. It's so amazing. I didn't need to see it again. Um, I I was not I didn't Kelsey and get I have watched this it. movie so many times. We know the that was disturbing. Soundtrack. Was the fact that you guys knew the songs and were singing along to them? You are my fantasy dream come true. Oh yeah, we know all the songs. Yeah, that's what's disturbing. All the storylines, the facial expressions. It's more unnerving than the than the movie itself. And I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so well, much. Well, I've got the cancer <laughs> or whatever it is. Um. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Danny. There's so much. I just can't. It's, it is pretty it awful. It is worth. I will say this. It is definitely worth watching one time. Okay. So David Singh, after hearing Sarah talk about it for years, I don't know how it could possibly hold up to the expectations. It will. Let me tell you, buddy. It will. I just, I haven't seen it in a couple of years and I watched it. It is worse than I remember. It's like. It, it's like marinating in its own juices as the years go by, That's and it is just gross. getting. That it's is a just, gross analogy. It is just awful. Never make that analogy again. It is amazing. Marinating in its amazingly awful. Marinating in its own juices. Marinating that is dis- in the juices of time. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is well worth watching it once. Watch it one time. I wouldn't say you need to watch it more than that. That's up to you after that point. But uh, one time, it totally. It does hold up to those expectations. And don't watch it by it's yourself. Terrible. Like watch it with it's a, horrible. Watch it with a friend or watch it like so you have to have somebody to make fun of it with. Yeah. That's what also makes it yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. And drink some vodka. There it is. Uh, yes. We should probably just have a screening of the room sometime. And not maybe alert Tommy Wiseau to the fact that we're doing it and just do it. He'd probably show up if we told him. <laughs> I know, right? You could get him here. I mean, <laughs> I he's have, not doing much. I want to have back-to-back Tommy Wiseau. I want to have a twofer. It's going to start with Fateful Findings, of course. And then it has to end at the no, end of the you, room. No, that's too much. Too much. <laughs> you can't watch both of those movies back-to-back like that. Okay. That's overkill. That's too much. Yep. Too much. All right. I've gone too far. Yep. Hello, my friends, including my wheel of cheese. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, do you know where Eagle Point, Oregon is? Yes. Where is it? I've never heard of it. Uh, Eagle Point is... it close to to your country living? No. I'm getting Eagle Point and Eagle Crest mixed up. Uh, Yeah, it's in Central Oregon, right? Uh, I think so. 
I know, I was just asking if you knew. You didn't have yeah, to like, no. 100% know. Well, just... now I feel bad because then I instantly question myself. Oh, it's down by Medford. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, story out of Eagle Point, Oregon. Oregon. A bicycle thief was caught after being lassoed by a horse-riding vigilante outside of an Oregon Walmart. A horse-riding vigilante. A bicycle thief was caught after being lassoed by a horse-riding vigilante outside of an Oregon Walmart. Oregon! So is this like a vigilante, like a like a superhero? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, an Oregon man who tried to steal a bicycle from a Walmart in Eagle Point, Oregon, had his plans foiled by a horse-riding vigilante. They really like that phrase. I bet like whoever the copywriter there is like, oh, horse-riding vigilante. Nailed it. Mm. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Horse riding vigilante this past Friday. So uh, let's see. KOBI in Eagle Point reports that a woman saw a man riding away on her bicycle outside of a local Walmart at about 10 a.m. when a good Samaritan mounted his horse and lassoed the would-be thief off of the bicycle. He had a lasso and everything. He had a lasso. I would have. I would pay American money to see that. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, several other bystanders joined in the uh, in the pursuit, and the horseback hero stayed and kept the suspect restrained until police arrived. Well, they did arrive, and they were able to arrest him thanks to the what was his name, the horse riding vigilante, who helped lasso the best. I the just don't. Thief. How is this possible? I mean, I guess okay. Eagle Point, looking at where it is, yeah, I'm not surprised there's somebody riding a horse suit down, but. To be, why does he have a lasso with him? What else was he intending to use? Why would you not use? have a lasso? What was he intending to use the lasso for when he's riding through town? I mean, wouldn't you? What have... was the original purpose of it? Maybe he like really likes Indiana Jones or something. Maybe I mean, who's to say? You probably have weird shit in your bag that you carry around with you. That someone would be like, why would Greg have blank in his bag? Well, that's none of anybody's business but my yeah, own. Exactly. So maybe this is a an unnamed horse riding vigilante. Maybe. Who was he planning on lassoing, though? Just mind your own business. That's the bottom line. He did good. I don't know. There's something up. There's something up with this. Yes. Oh, gosh. You know, lasso is just like a piece of rope, right? Yeah, but it's got to be tied into a lasso. Okay. Well, he's a cowboy. I thought this story, this next story is funnier when I really thought it was Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah, it's being noted in the chat. Right. Uh, Indiana Jones did not have a lasso. I know he had a whip. That's yeah, what I was he had a bull whip. Well, whatever. It's close enough. No, it's, it's made not. from the same. They both like you throw them both out to do things. All right. Uh, so the story is about. I'm just rereading this now. It's not Jimmy Buffett, it's Warren Buffett. Who's Warren Buffett? Boy, what are you. Is the story you wanted to tell you thought it was about Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, because I thought it was funny because someone paid $3.4 million to have dinner with Jimmy Buffett. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then it's more. <laughs> um, yes, that is a different person. Warren Buffett is a multi-billionaire, one of the richest men in the world. What does he do? Business. He's, he's just a he's business a... tycoon. Yes. All right, so I wouldn't know who he is because he's just a rich old white guy, right? Well, he's he's like a financial expert. Okay. Then I have no need for him. Uh, out of San Francisco. <laughs> so that's it? So then you're just moving on from that story? What was it? Somebody... No, I'm, tell- I'm telling the story. This is from San Francisco. An anonymous donor uh, <laughs> paid $3,456,789 for lunch with Warren, not Jimmy Buffett. Yes. Uh, so he paid to have lunch with Berkshire Hathaway CEO, is that what he is? Yeah. There you go. Warren Buffett as part of a charity auction on eBay. Now, uh, bidding for Buffett's annual power lunch. Can you see how much funnier this was when I thought it was Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> annual power lunch charity auction closed after a week of escalating offers. Now, bidders were required to pre-qualify with a pledge of $25,000. Uh, now, the beneficiary... Well, this is good. This goes to a good charity. Say, I'm sure it's going to a the charity The beneficiary is Glide, an organization that assists homeless people in the San Francisco Bay Area. So Buffett, uh, Warren, not Jimmy, pledged that he will dine with the winner and up to seven guests at the Smith and Wolensky Steakhouse in New York City on a mutually agreed upon date. It's being noted in the chat that it would be funny if the bidder thought it was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what if he did? Wait a minute, <laughs> man. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett got old. Because Warren Buffett's like 90-something, right? Or he's old. I, I don't know how old he is. Um, 
Warren Buffett is 85 years old. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, so this is the... This, <laughs> this guy's not fun at all. It's the same amount. This is the same amount of money. It tied for the same amount. So this is how much somebody bid last year to be part... Um, to go to one of his power lunches with him. So, uh... Warren, not Jimmy Buffett, told The Times that the topics at past lunches, which typically run for a few hours, have varied. The only off-topic limits is what the Oracle of Omaha might invest in next. Is that his nickname or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's a, he's a very interesting guy, Warren Buffett. You probably would not have as much fun at that dinner. As who? I don't, I, I don't oh, know. With, I would my, have with my little with lady bird brain? Is that why? That's not what I was going for. Because I don't want to eat with an 85-year-old rich white dude. I, yeah, I would pick Jimmy Buffett over Warren Buffett. Well, yeah, Jimmy Maybe. Buffett's going to be a more Jimmy, fun time. Jimmy Buffett would be amazing. Warren Buffett, you might learn something. Really? I don't think so. Next up out of Tokyo. Of course, Tokyo has a lot of different styles of pop-up restaurants that are coming up. We've talked about those before. Well, and now uh, Tokyo Pop-Up Restaurant is joining in the new dining trend, but with a judgmental asshole twist, they're putting on age and weight limits if you want to come in and eat a meal at their restaurant. Yes, indeed. An age and weight limit. They're putting age and weight limits, which ban elderly, overweight, and tattooed patrons. What the fuck? Isn't that fucked? All right, so this is called. So this is in Tokyo. Uh, it's called the. So amp- you know, just everybody going in there is an asshole. Yes, like it's basically like weeding out the assholes. It's like, oh, you're eating there. You're no, an you're asshole. filtering all the assholes. No, in. I know. So yeah. you're putting them all onto one like collective like petri dish. Yeah. So it's called the Amrita, named for the Sanskrit word immortality, is scheduled to open. Uh, Amrita. So, Amrita. A M R I T A. Okay. Scheduled to open July 29th in Tokyo. It's following on the clothes free, he- uh, clothes free heels of similar nude dining experiences that are popping up in London and Australia. The Tokyo Eatery's website lists some important differences from its overseas counterparts, which includes bans on if you have any tattoos, people over the age of 60. Wait, so it's a, it's a naked? It is a nude? It is nude. Listen, but no, Greg, I'm giving you the asshole rules. Okay. Ban on anybody with tattoos. People over the age of 60, or anyone whose weight is 33 or more pounds over the average body weight for their height. So they get weighed in when they come in? Yep. So the website says customers will not be completely nude for the meals. Instead, they will trade their street clothes for paper underpants provided by the establishment. Uh, I just still don't understand why you would want to sit and eat nude with a bunch of people anyway. No. That's just not... It like seems all the gross. chewing and wiggling and I don't know, like you know, I don't want to see that. Hair. I'm just thinking of hair alone. You know the people that are going out in public but have like waxed every single article of hair on their bodies. Yeah, there's still no, no you, it's still too much. It's too much. Well, uh, the Amrita also has uh, what they're calling the men's show performances, which will be featuring male models from the United States and Europe dancing in G-string underwear. What the hell kind of a place is this? It's Tokyo, man. They're crazy. And I do have one final story. This is in Tennessee. Let's do a man, a plan, and a chastity belt. A young man by the name of Curtis Idem was pulled over this past weekend on suspicion of drunk driving. That's when Tennessee Highway Patrol officers realized that this wasn't going to be a typical DUI stop. Well, 30... Oh, I guess I said the young Curtis. He's 35. That's not very young. I know, because that's what I am. Curtis Item was wearing some sort of, quote, red mesh see-through pantyhose with a ribbon tied in his goatee and some kind of fluffy little skirt. Bobby Joe Higgs said, uh, who's an investigator for the Anderson County District Attorney General's office. Uh, Also, what they did notice is a little shining underneath that puffy little skirt and the red mesh see-through pantyhose. Yes, a chastity belt that he had locked around his private parts. Because that's apparently a thing that people still do. Okay. Did not know. All right. Well, police say that when they did pull him over, yes, item indeed smelled like alcohol and had bloodshot, watery eyes. He did uh, admit to drinking four or five shots 
in the preceding hours before he got into his car. Uh, his blood level was at uh, .117 during the stop. They also, uh, officers said they noticed a handgun in the center console. That's when they took him in into custody. Uh, when asking him about his chastity belt, Item mentioned that he needed a key that was in his vehicle because it unlocked the chastity device that he was wearing, and he couldn't get it off without it. So Item said that one key was in his car and the other was around the neck of his partner, who officials also noted was visibly intoxicated, but since she was not driving, she was not arrested. They did manage to retrieve the key, and they did end up getting him unlocked. So if you don't know what a chastity belt is, it's a garment or device worn around the pelvic area that's designed to prevent a person from having sexual relations. So uh, in modern times, so a lot of times it was like, you know, people would buy them to keep their virginal daughters a virgin. But now in modern times, Greg, modern chastity belts. I'm teaching you something right now. Okay. All right. I'm learning. There are typically two reasons chastity belts are uh, purchased. The first is by fanatical Christian parents looking to literally lock down their children's masturbation habits. Wait, that really happens? Mm. They put... Lock it up. Lock it up. How is that legal? It's probably not, but... I mean, if you're the legal guardian... I don't... I don't know how that... There's got to be something wrong. I I mean, mean, there has to be It should be illegal. Yeah, it absolutely should be. Well, and the second uh, is for the pleasure of denying purposes in a BDSM relationship, which is clearly what this was. Well, Item was charged uh, with driving under the influence and possession of a handgun under the influence. Uh, he was taken to jail and is scheduled to appear in court on July 12th. No word if he's going to be wearing his chastity belt. It'll be really hard to make it through the metal detector, right, Greg? Now, my friends, is your world crazy? Crazy. Wow. That's all I have to say to that. Wow. I always wondered about... Never mind. Never mind. Wondered about what? How you use the bathroom if you have a chastity belt on. I imagine there's some kind of a screen or something. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We can just both speculate blindly because neither of us know. I'm not going to so Google it either. Do I don't really care to don't. know. Don't. <laughs> don't need to know. I don't think you need to know that. Don't need to know. Uh-uh. Wait, what's, what's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? Uh, I thought... There was something strange that was happening here. And it was partly that. Oh, wait. That's your... It is cornhole time. <laughs> Registration has been opened for tournament number two of the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournaments. And the website for you to go to to register now, funemploymentradio.com slash beers and bags. Oh, my God. It's something new and different. <laughs> or it might be the exact same URL. Oh, we like to keep you on your toes. Unemploymentradio.com slash beers and bags. Go there now. So the next tournament is June 26th, two weeks. It's going to be at Landmark Saloon again, sponsored by Reverend Nat's Hard Cider and BTU Brewing. Awesome. And it is so it's going to be so awesome. So that's the same, uh, the same as last time. So we do have a bunch of prizes for you. We're going to have side events. We also, everyone gets a gift bag that uh, is participating. Cash, cash prizes. prizes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so cash prize, plus you get to move on to the Brewers' Cup Finals happening in September if you do place in this. But also, up for grabs this next week. So, of course, we do have our Fun Employment Radio Prom coming up. We do. And we have very quickly sold out of our VIP tickets for the prom. However, we did set a couple aside. Wow. And you, by entering... And participating. And participating. So this is something that you you can only get the chance to if you are participating, if you are registered to participate in the Cornhole Contest. And you are there. And you are there. There will be a drawing for a free pair of VIP tickets to our Fun Employment Radio Prom. Come as you are, happening Friday, July 22nd at the Bossa Nova Ballroom. So I want to let you know. But the Cornell Tournament is June 26th. June 26th. So go to funemploymentradio.com backslash beers and bags. Register now. 
and one lucky participant, and this is regardless of how you place in the tournament, just if you're involved in the this tournament and show up there, we will be raffling off a pair of uh, VIP tickets in addition to cash prizes and all kinds of other amazing things, uh, courtesy of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider and BTU Brewing, funemploymentradio.com slash beers and bags. Oh, Register my. now. Registration is open. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Okay, we've got we've got a little little potpourri of balls here. A little bit of this, a little of that. I will say this, just continuing on what's going on with the Olympics. Don't forget the Olympics are coming up within I think it's oh, August. Oh god, that's going to end so terribly. Fifth, it starts in August. And more and more athletes are sounding like they're going to be dropping out. I do not blame them. And, yeah, mainly among concerns because of the Zika Zika virus, let alone everything else, that they don't have a lot of the stadiums completed yet. And uh, there's a lot of civil unrest in the country. But the Zika virus is really what's scaring people off. It's been recommended, as I said, that any, uh, any, fem- any woman who's looking to get pregnant or is pregnant should avoid Brazil. Don't go there. That's what they're, they're telling people not to go there. And then on top of that, for men, they think the virus will live six months in your stream if Jesus you get bit. Christ. So that way, if you do impregnate somebody within that six months, if you're planning on having kids, then you could still pass on the virus to the child. So it's a, it's a real conundrum for some people. You know, it's a, it's a very big life decision to make whether to go down there if you already had some plans in, in motion. Um... So yeah, that is uh, that is Brazil. So a lot more athletes are kind of backing out. There's a whole list of the golfers that are uh, that are backing out now. But they're saying that's for other reasons too that they just don't want to. But go I mean, down that's there, a, but... you know that that's the you know the good thing with the pregnancy. But I mean, who else mm-hmm. knows? Like, I mean, it's still they're still. I mean, they don't know how to fix it or they don't know how to cure it. So I mean, they don't really know all that it's capable of doing, right? They don't know all exactly. That it's so I mean, it no. could not just that could just be one of the many things yeah. that it could be. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to just the. The general state of Brazil with the, uh, yeah, with oh, the environmental. I always like watching and, the Olympics, and I'm not, I'm not excited about them. Yeah, well, they're gonna go on anyway. Okay. So they are happening. That's coming up in a couple of months. There we go. I'll just leave that one there. Moving on to ball talk. Let's see. It's our potpourri smattering of balls. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Are the new Stanley Cup champions, Sarah, what sport is that? NHL. Of the NHL, yes indeed. They defeated the San Jose Sharks and won themselves a Stanley Cup. Yeehaw! Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby, that's their that's their big star. He's like the LeBron of the NHL. Sidney Crosby. <laughs> you always use that as like your go-to, like, oh, the, the LeBron of MLS. Yeah. The LeBron of... LeBron James, which I've got some news on LeBron James that we'll be doing here in just a little bit. But um, actually, you know what? Let's go straight to that. Let's go straight to our LeBron James news. So the NBA Finals continue tonight. Now, Golden State, the Golden State Warriors are up three games to one against Cleveland, meaning if Golden State wins tonight... They will be the NBA champions. Oh, Finals are boy. over. That will go back to back. I hope they're as uh, like flaily and angry tonight as they were. Well, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. So on Friday night's game, the Golden State Warriors did beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, but the game did get really testy for all the players, and I would not be surprised if things things are very tense. That's that the only reason right that I want to watch it, because uh, it's so soap opera-y right now. It is. Like, it's just like millionaires. It's just millionaires versus millionaires versus egos versus egos. Just all like, you know, spastically like being mad at each other. Well, yeah, that's that's one way to look at it. I mean, it's it is going on right now. And um, a, a big thing that's happening, though, for tonight's game is this. And it has to do with the fact that Draymond Green is suspended for this game. Now, Draymond Green is for the Golden State Warriors. He's kind of been a. He's he's been he's very mouthy, he's a very good player, very mouthy. But he's he also the guy I think is hot, right? I don't know. No, do you think Draymond Green is hot? Uh, is he the one that does the commercials as well? 
Uh, he probably does a commercial. No, I remember because I pointed him out. I'm like, that's the guy I think is hot. He was doing some sort of uh, commercial. Oh, yeah, that might, yeah. I was think that, that was. I think that's Draymond Green, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that you were talking about. Um, well, Draymond Green also has a tendency to kick people in the nuts. Oh, Which really? has been his M.O. throughout these playoffs. Yeah, that's him. Oh, that's a- Oh, yeah. No, that's what he does. He kicked Steven Adams twice uh, when they were playing Oklahoma City in the nuts. And... He as he acquired three flagrant fouls throughout the series, throughout so the him, throughout the playoffs. Why is he touching which all that's those a dudes lot. nuts? I don't know. It's it's his thing. That's, that's just weird. what he does. So he's acquired three. When you get your fourth one, you are automatically suspended for a game from the playoffs. And that's what happened. Is during this last game, Draymond Green and LeBron James kind of got into it, and Draymond swung his hand up trying to hit LeBron. In the nuts. and That's just a weird thing to continuously do. It is a All strange right, thing. he's not hot anymore. It's a strange that thing just, that changed. he's obsessed with. Well, and the thing is, it's like, had this just been the first time, I don't even know if he actually hit him, but he did swing his hand up. It was clear what he was going for. And he was warned by the league. He already got... He already, he already avoided getting suspended one time already when he blatantly kicked somebody. It's like, you know... You've been warned. Mm-hmm. They said, don't do it again. Don't do that. And then he went out and did it. So you really can't you really can't feel sorry for them, Mm-mm. for Golden State or Draymond Green. I mean, you knew what you were doing. You knew you'd get suspended if you did it, and you went out and did it anyway. I mean, how hard is it, how hard is it not to hit somebody in the nuts? Yeah, it seems like it's very I mean, hard for him. I go through Every day, every day, I go through it, and I do not hit anybody in the nuts. I somehow avoid it. I, too, go through yeah. my days, day yep. by day, yep. day by day, Yeah, not hitting people in the nuts. But Draymond Green is unable to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite the fact that he's getting suspended for a game if he did it, he still couldn't resist it. So... He is out. That's an addiction. He has a nut addiction. Yes, indeed. Uh, one thing, though, that is going on that had LeBron fired up is that Draymond Green apparently re- repeatedly called him a bitch during the during the game. And LeBron's retort was, "I'm married, and I have, or I'm a I'm a husband with three kids." That was his thing that he should not be called a bitch. And okay. I'm a hu- I'm a husband with three just, kids. Oh my god, it's just all idiots. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's apparently a big issue that calling LeBron James a bitch, I guess, really sets him off. And there's a Deadspin did this whole thing showing like the history of it, of him getting really ticked off when when players call him a bitch. And there's even this incident. This happened. Um, I mean, this woman was really really annoying. But this happened last year during the finals, and this was after a game in at Golden State in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James was walking off the court and there was this woman in the stands who yelled this right at him. Hey, watch your mouth, woman! Watch your mouth, woman! Is that, that him? That would, no, that was not LeBron yelling that. That was one of the ushers on the sides. <laughs> well, what do you think? Are you going to make a... Make a prediction for tonight? Because I am curious what you think. Well, with Draymond out, it does. Which it does team was give he them, on? Was he on the Warriors? He's, he's on the Golden State Warriors. Okay. With him out, that is an advantage for Cleveland. However, the problem is they're in Oakland. They need to win one game, and if Curry, if Curry is feeling close to one hundred percent, which I question whether he is. If he's close to one hundred percent, like health wise, Golden State's going to win. Curry will just take it over and he'll he'll hit 19 three-pointers and just end the game. Okay. But I don't think he's fully healthy. So I I think Golden State's going to win though. I think they'll win. Even without Draymond Green, I think they're still going to win. You think that's going to be it? I think that's it. You I think, think it ends tonight. Tonight, you think it ends tonight. I think it ends tonight. Yep, I think that was last I think I don't think it'll be a blowout. But I think it ends tonight. All right. That is my prediction. The Golden State Warriors will be the NBA champions tonight. 
and Cleveland fans will cry. Don't call LeBron a bitch. <laughs> Never call LeBron a bitch. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Really? I thought you were going to say that Cleveland was going to do one more I just, game. I, I don't think they will. I want them to just because I want the finals to keep going. I don't really have a dog in this. Like, I'm whatever, mm. you know. Uh, I Yeah, I would like to see it go further just because I think there's <laughs> they're getting so scrappy right now. There's going to be some fights. Oh, there's going to be a fight tonight. You know it. Maybe. Maybe. With Draymond out, that might limit that. He's kind of the instigator of all that stuff. Oh. Yeah. He's there. He's the annoying guy on the court. I mean, he's somebody that you would want on your team, although it, the nut punching is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that's that's getting That a made him like instantly unattractive to me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's a, he's a repeat, repeat, repeat offender. That's just weird. Like, that's weird at that point. It's, it's like, then right, it's just... like you're fixating on it. Like, what are you doing, That dude? seems more like an uncontrollable urge yeah. than like trying to <laughs> yeah. like be like, oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Yeah, it's, it's one thing. I won't thing. hit you anywhere else, but I got to hit you in the nuts. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's kind of kind of getting to be a lot there. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I do think they'll win, so that's it. That concludes that edition of Bull Talk anyway. Oh. All right. I'm so excited for their cornhole tournament. So this is going to be the summer of fun employment radio. We're doing so much shit. We want all of you to participate. Yeah. It means a lot to us because when we do have these events – it really does help us continue on with the show. So yeah. if you, you know, it's it's five bucks a person to register for uh, to be in the cornhole tournament. Like it makes a world of difference to us, and it shows our sponsors that you guys are out there and that you're supporting us. Yeah, it's, um, and it's just a really fun way to spend the day, and we really uh, re- reward you for helping yeah. us out. So yeah, it is. Um, yeah, Sarah's not kidding. It really is very important for the show. And and we really appreciate it. And it is so much fun. So it's June 26th at the Landmark Saloon. You can register at funemploymentradio.com backslash beers and bags with our fine sponsors, Reverend Nat's Hard Cider and BTU Brewing. Oh-ho. It is going to be so much fun. So funemploymentradio.com slash beers and bags. Mm-hmm. Go there, register now. Um, there's a limited amount of teams, so you definitely want to get in there early. Do it. And get your get your team registered to play in the Cornell Tournament. And then you get to spend the day. Yes. With us. Yes. And it is fun. It is. I mean, and you don't have to be good at Cornell. It's literally, it's all you're doing is throwing a beanbag. You're throwing a beanbag at a hole. It's the least athletic competition you could ever have. Oh, and so not only do you get cash prizes for first, second, and third, we also have medals. Oh, yeah, you get medals, too. You get a medal. get a motherfucking medal. Greg and I had medals made. They're really cool looking. Yeah. And there's prizes for everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. Funemploymentradio.com slash beers and bags. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with more funemploymentradio.com. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.